Well, for this week's family moment, I wanted to invite some of my friends um, up to come teach us. And one of the beautiful things about here at Third, and specifically in family ministries, is that it doesn't matter if you are two years old or 102 years old. We believe that the same Holy Spirit is in each one of us. And so I have a very young friend with me, and I have a friend that's more of a young adult, but an and one in between. And so I want to invite them forward and then they're going to introduce themselves and we're just going to have a conversation and talk a little bit about what does rest look like to them. Not all of us are experts. I have already admitted that. But there might be some others on the panel that aren't experts. There's some from there's one from a different culture and we were just talking about before the service that rest to him looks different spe- specifically because of culturally what that means to him. And so friends, will you come forward? So I'm going to have them introduce themselves, and I told them they can, I would love for them to say their names and how old they are, and then what's one thing you want our church family to know about you? All right, say it again, Eliana. Go for it, girly. I'm Eliana Garland, and I'm nine years old, and I kicked epilepsy in the butt. Come on. <laughs> I'm Emily Rosendahl, I'm 18, and I have a big family. I'm Raul Pimentel, I'm from Mexico, I used to be from Mexico. I'm 27 years old, and I'm teaching here at Pella Christian Grade School. Awesome, so the first question is, what is the very first thing that comes to your mind when you think of the word rest? Well, I think of laying in a hammock with no distractions. That is good. Thank you, Eliana. Uh, The first thing that comes to mind for me is just a place of peace where I don't have, like, responsibilities. Yes. Thanks, Emily. For me, it's more like an image. Like, I figure myself, like, in the dirt, just laying down. You're just listening to jazz music. Hmm. That's awesome. (laughs) Don't you love, already our, our definitions are different. That's so great. Okay, is resting easy for you? No, because my family is very busy and my sisters are very loud. <laughs> That's real. That is very real. I'd also say no, probably for some similar reasons, just because there's a lot going on in life right now. Yeah. I'm discovering myself that the more I discover from the Lord is getting better because it was so loud, like even I wasn't able to get rest at all. Yeah, yes. How many of you can relate to that? Is rest easy? If it's easy for you, how about you keep your hands down? If it's harder for you, can you raise your hands? Okay, so there, hey, we're in good company. That's great. All right, so we are just a little bit coming out of a season of forced rest, which you might be like, why are we talking about rest when we just had COVID? Come on, that was like the resounding restful moment. But... I think that there's some different things we may have learned about rest in COVID. Would you all share what are maybe a few things that you learned about rest in that time? Well, before this, I couldn't rest at all. I just got to hurry in the morning to go to school, and now I can just relax and watch a show on the TV. That's awesome. One thing I learned is that even in a season of like, 
forced rest, like you put it, it's really easy to find things to distract you from it. So even if I have this space that I could easily use to rest or you know spend time with God, it's really easy to find something else to do. For me, this is a season that God is really like trying to quiet myself, trying because He's doing so great in that. Because I was having like my mind divided into like thinking I have to go back to my country and I have to do this and that and be with my family and just like being here but thinking about there and. I wasn't able to find rest because I was just not living the reality that God is placing me now. And now because of COVID, when I got this message from the airlines and my flights got canceled, was like, no, what I'm gonna do now? My life is there's no sense now. What I'm gonna do? That I was expecting all the year for this season of summertime, and now it's like God saying, Raúl, you need to understand that wherever I take you is the where I want to be with you. I'm your shepherd. I want to give you rest wherever you are. That's and right. It's been hard, but I'm learning that from him. Yeah, that's beautiful. We, all of us, have learned something in this season. And so I wondered if we could end our family moment in a couple minutes with prayer. But would you t be vulnerable and turn to one another? There are, and if you are not sitting with people, remember we have voices, or you can just process this with the Lord again if you'd like. But would you process, what have you learned about rest in COVID? I'll, they started, but I'll also go. For me, one of the things I learned was that I don't rest well. And in the constant invitation of rest and reset, the Lord was telling me, do you, what brings life and what doesn't? Let's start getting rid of some of the things that don't give you life. And then we'll start from there. And I was so shocked as, as life has been reopening and I felt like, man, I really understand rest now. Took about eight weeks, but we've maybe got it that as soon as things started reopening, I had to fight for rest because my life was immediately going back to what once was. And that was the cry of my heart that that wouldn't happen. And so will you take a couple moments and talk about that with those around you?
All right, Eliana is gonna pray for us as Pastor Kevin gets ready to come on up and talk to us. Thank you, Jesus, that we can all be here today together and that we can just learn about Jesus and that it would be a good day and that he would bless all of us. Amen. 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 Got the A team going to the floor. Here comes the B team. <laughs> Way to go, team. Well done. Thank you so much. I wonder if we could continue the conversation. Um, thank you, Allie, for prompting a conversation. Let me ask for one more. For those of you who are at home or in the other room, could I invite you to still have conversation around this question? In light of this season of COVID, have you become closer with the Lord or are you farther, more distant in your relationship with the Lord? As you look over these past 13 weeks, what is your relationship with the Lord like? Could you take a moment, if you're willing, just share with each other, text if you want, call, have conversation. On your marks, get set, give it a shot. Go. Talk out loud in church. Okay, anybody want to throw back at me? What, closer or farther? Pretend, pretend we're all one family. We're going to spend eternity together. You like everybody in this room eternally. Anybody? Closer or farther? No, no judgment, no shame. Closer or farther? In between? Who feels, who, how many of you sense I'm drawn closer to the Lord because of COVID? Could you raise your hand? Look at all his hands. How many of you sense, I'm not sure, it's been kind of a tough struggle for me. So there we are, we're mixed together. Um, this is the sixth week of our series around uh, flourishing in exile through generosity. Can I remind you of what we have tried to look at together? We've looked at the idea of worship, of community, of work, of equity, of creation care, and today I'd like to talk about Sabbath keeping. But I don't know how to do it very well, and so I'm gonna ask you to just dialogue with me if you would, and I'm gonna stop and ask questions. The reason I'm, the reason, well, let me just give a little, little overview. Why did I choose those six themes for us to talk about generosity? What in the world does Sabbath keeping have to do with generosity? What does creation care have to do with generosity? What does worship have to do with generosity? I chose the six themes coming out of a resource we're using as a teaching team. Listen now, because all six of those themes connected to generosity were invitations to the whole community to participate. In God's economy, in the kingdom of God, everyone is invited to worship.
Everyone is to be given opportunity to be in relationship. Everyone is asked to work. Everyone needs a chance to work. Together we celebrate this creation in which we live. And the last week, we do it with some sense of rhythm. I've thought about doing this with a basketball, but I thought I won't do it. Do you all believe in the law of gravity? Who doesn't believe in the law of gravity? Right? If I throw this pen up, it's going to come down. What if I told you there is a law, a principle, that is connected to seven days? What if I showed you from Genesis chapter 1 and 2 that the very first holy anything in Scripture is not a person, is not a place, is not a thing? Did you know that? The first holy in the Bible is time. Sabbath, time, is holy. Well, let me show you. Could you open your Bibles, please, to Genesis chapter 1? Let's go there. Let's look at this, three different passages dealing with the Sabbath idea. Genesis chapter 1, beginning at verse 31. This is the creation account the very first one, Genesis 1. I read from chapter 131 through chapter 2, verse 3. Please hear these words of the Lord. Genesis 1:31. At the end of the creation epic, God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And there was evening and there was morning the sixth day. Thus the heavens and the earth were, com- were completed in all their vast array. By the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, what's the next word? He rested from all his work. Then God blessed the Sabbath day and made it, what's the next word? Holy. Because on it he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. The Hebrew word is kadosh. The very first holy in the Bible is time. So if we violate holy time, It's like saying, this pen's never going to come down. It will not come down. Gravity says it will come down. The law of holy Sabbath, listen now, you violate it at your own detriment. There is a rhythm. Now listen, God did not need to rest, did he? Why would God need to rest? He did not need to rest. What was he doing? The old scholars over the years use a phrase called purposeful rest. God stepped back from all he created and went, oh my. Oh my. So listen now, at the very start in the creation epic number one, in the very start is holy time. Now just a quick time out. And how do we live today? I'm going to exaggerate just a little bit, but not much. For many of us, Sunday is an hour or two of something church-related, and the rest of the day is often whatever it is we always do. 
And so we go and we're busy and we do lots of things. But do you notice so many of us never feel rested? Why? We're violating the first holy idea in Scripture. The day of rest. But it's not just, oh, I've got to explain it some more. Would you look over at Exodus chapter 20? Exodus 20. So here's the Ten Commandments. With the Ten Commandments in chapter 20, verse 8, we have the Fourth Commandment. So what does the Fourth Commandment say? Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. And this connects back to Genesis 1. Remember, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it, what's the word? Kadosh. Same word as chapter 2, Genesis 2, verse 1. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh is a Sabbath to, to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work. Now watch. There are five specific recipients. On it you shall not do any work. There's one. Two, neither you nor your son nor daughter. Three, nor your male or female servant, four, nor your animals, five, nor any foreigner residing in your towns. For in six days the Lord made the heavens, the earth, the sea, and all is all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it kadosh. Who is supposed to rest on the Sabbath day? Everyone including animals. You see where this fits into generosity? In God's, so someday, someday, we will be in this new heaven and new earth. There will be purposeful work and purposeful rest. But it will be holy. Now, let's unpack holy. When I use the word holy, kadosh, what are we talking about? We're talking about set apart. We're talking about different. We're talking about loving and being loved. So on this day, he made it holy. He said, now remember, remember what? It is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. So let me confess my sin to you. I've been a pastor for 40 years. For the first 12 and a half years of my life, our married life, 12 and a half years as a pastor, I worked 100 hours a week. We took two weeks of vacation. In 12 and a half years, I had 10 days off. And every Sunday, I would preach, and I would teach, and I did all kinds of stuff. President Bush invites us to the White House. Our church was famous. All kinds of great stuff happening. I took 10 days off. Now, listen to this. And I never kept the Sabbath. I worked all day on the Sabbath. The Sabbath is a gift to the Lord your God. So what I said, this pastor said to the Lord God Almighty, Remember, Kevin, the Sabbath day to keep it holy. My response was, nah, I ain't doing it. I got too much work to do. What I do is so important. And my interests are so great. And I want to have fun so much that no, I will not remember your day. Now, so the first commandment, and the first of the two um, passages, Exodus 20, we are called to remember to give holy time to the Lord. But, but look over to Deuteronomy chapter 5. But there's a different reason for Sabbath keeping, and that's in Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy chapter 5, verses 12 through 15. 
Now look how this, one, this account starts. The first word is not remember, it is what? Observe. Observe the Sabbath day by keeping it holy, separate, loving, set apart. As the Lord your God has commanded you, six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath again to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, but one, neither you nor your son or daughter, two, nor your male or female servant, three, nor your ox, your donkey, or any of your animals, four, or any foreigner residing in your towns. Why? So that, here's, here's the generosity, so that your male and female servants may rest as you do. Now look what he says. Remember, now he uses remember. You were slaves in Egypt, and the Lord your God brought you out with a mighty hand and outstretched arm. Therefore, the Lord your God has commanded you, here's the word again, observe the Sabbath. Now, let me give you a couple slides. Jim, can I have two, four, five, and six? Perspective is powerful. In COVID, and I love what, what Allie said, she shared up here with us. She said for eight weeks or so, she was working toward being a more whole person, a more whole woman with some rhythms. She gained perspective Perhaps for some of us, COVID helped bring some perspective. Eternal kingdom principles bring peace and offer hope. So what I'm going to be suggesting here is those who remember the Sabbath, those who observe the Sabbath, enjoy peace and hope. We are to enjoy the Sabbath. The next, the next slide, please. Tim Keller says this. this I thought this was just astounding. He argues rest, Sabbath rest, is something, look at the phrase, that must be prepared for and then pursued. So let's think about this a bit. If the Sabbath is to be remembering that our God rested because he wanted to be, just celebrate the goodness of all that was, and if we are to observe it because we are not to be slaves, we make steps to prepare and then to live in Sabbath. So I can just give you some examples in our family. Every Sabbath day, and I'll explain Sabbath more funny, but this, the Sabbath day, our, time, our day of rest is from Mon Sunday at 2 p.m. until Monday at 4 p.m. I work six days a week. Six days shall, you shall labor, but the seventh is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. So from two o'clock today until four o'clock tomorrow, I don't work. Every Sabbath, for years, we do five specific things. Five specific things that we do on this day, this 24-hour period, that we do not do any other day. And what those things do is they become rituals that we prepare for, rituals that we embrace, practices that give us life and energy. So we prepare for, and then we pursue it. The next slide, please, Jim. Now, look, look, this next one just is just powerful. If we cannot rest, if we cannot stop, it isn't God we're worshiping. That was my first week, six weeks ago. It's probably either mammon or Pharaoh. Let me explain that to you. If I can't rest, we started six weeks ago with worship. Why? because we can't worship both God and mammon. 
we can't worship both God and Pharaoh. Let me explain this. So Jesus said what? Wherever your treasure is, that's where your heart is. Remember six weeks ago? Matthew 6. So if I worship money, what happens to a day of rest? I find ways to work. And of course, our technology allows me to work all the time. So the reason I work so hard is I need or I want more money. And since I need and want more money, I can't take any time to rest because I need and want more money. So I'm worshiping mammon. Oh, but what about the other? Who's Pharaoh? What does it mean to be a slave? Now, in, De in Deuteronomy, he says, remember, you were once slaves. So what happens to a slave? Remember the story in the Exodus? They had to work seven days a week. They had to work their tails off. They had to create cement and blocks. and had to, It was brutal, ruthless. And they come out of captivity, and the Lord says to them, now you need to remember, you were once slaves. So you observe the Sabbath so you don't become a slave again. So who is our Pharaoh today? I dare you, turned off for 24 hours. Can I push? If you can't put this thing down and turn it off, you are in slavery. And this God will beat the hell out of you. It will take the heaven out of you. This God never stops demanding time. And we get addicted to this God. And we can't stop looking at this God. And every time it dings or... <laughs> and one day a week, you come to my house this afternoon, it's off. And for 24 hours, ain't no Pharaoh gonna tell me to do anything. Listen. If you cannot, listen, if you cannot put down your phone and turn it off, may I say this with all love and respect, you are enslaved. And your master will lead you down to spend more money than you have, to do more things than you should or should not, to be engaged in temptations we should run away from. And this Pharaoh will not let you go. And so one day a week, I say to this Pharaoh, you're done. If, listen, push, if you can't rest, it could be because you have two different demons sucking the life out of you, holding you in captivity, not letting you live with freedom and joy and rest. Well, let's go back a little farther. Let me take you this way. So what do we do? Oh, one more, number six. And then, and then I gotta go a different direction. So then I said, okay, this is all the Old Testament. Let's go to the New Testament. Check this out. Do you find it interesting that, look at the three things, the tyranny of the urgent, busy, 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 business deals or work or social opportunities, distractions, were the reasons given 
for people to say to Jesus. See ya. Tyranny of the urgent. Work, 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 work. Distraction, 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 distraction. And we wonder why we're not close with the Lord. The Lord says to us, come, all who are weary and heavy laden. Jesus said, I will give you rest. And one day a week, we can say to the busyness, the fullness, the craziness of our lives, for one day, we will be different. We'll remember and observe. So what does it look like? So let me tell you one more story. And then I want to show you what it looks like. So when my dad was a pastor, and Cal <laughs> my brothers know the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Calvary Reformed Church, Muskegon Fifth Reformed Church, Bethel Reformed Church. This was Sabbath when I was a kid. Stay in the house except to go to church morning and evening. Could not play outside. Couldn't watch television. Couldn't listen to the radio. We had to sit in our rooms and be quiet and be good. Five boys. <laughs> church twice a Sunday. Mother sat in the middle, boys on each side. She had peppermints for every so many minutes. If we were good, we got one. If not, she could grab the ears and yank. Do you think I enjoyed Sabbath? Sabbath was the worst. Sunday was the pits. I hated Sabbath. But what are we talking about? Slide seven. We're talking about something way different. Marva Dawn, who wrote a book called Keeping the Sabbath Holy, says, on the day that you set apart, you set aside, you're invited to rest. We are invited to cease. We're invited to feast, and we're invited to embrace. What does, he, what does she mean by that? By resting, it's to say, we will just choose, make different decisions today to not so fill our calendar that there is time to, to slow down. There's an old proverb from Africa. There was a, a, a man who went on a safari and he had a number of porters. And the man from America just kept on to go and go and go and go because the safaris, you had to see animals, you had to go, you had to go. And at some point, the porters all just stopped. And the guy from America is just madder than Hobbes. What's the deal? Come on, let's go. What's going on with these people? And the phrase was, the souls of these men are trying to catch up with their bodies. And I'm observing is the way we are living is our souls can't catch up. And that's why I've got to have six glasses of wine and I have to misuse alcohol and I have to use so much pot and I've got to keep using into crazy credit card debt because I just got, I'm just, I'm just, I just, I just, we can't rest. You have to prepare for and plan to rest. You make some decisions. Say, I, I, these are the things that help me rest. So how you rest may be different than someone else rests. That's okay. I love the beautiful garland girl. A hammock. Aliana says, isn't that cool? That's, how about the next one? How about ceasing? How about slowly ceasing how fast our minds run? how fast our emotions are going. 
How much stimulation? What if we just say, how about feasting? What if you just said every week on our special day, we're going to have a meal that's just fantastic, whatever that means for you. And you just choose to repeat a time of feasting. And then finally embracing. What does that mean? Embrace the Lord your God. Embrace the people you love. I'll say this carefully, but husbands and wives, your Sabbath may be a good day to embrace. But what happens when we start to practice a day, a time, when you do these things? We're going to rest. We're going to rest differently. So I can just tell you from experience, Lane and I have been practicing this now for about 15 years. We ache. We ache for our Sabbath. When I come home after we're done here, I have some coffee. Because I can't drink coffee because my vocal cords are pretty weak and my voice is not strong. If I use coffee, I can't talk, which you probably would not mind, but I can't. So I, have to, I, I drink some coffee. And then we have a meal that we've had the same meal for X years together. And we just talk. And with much quietly, we just talk. How are you? H how's your heart? What brings you grief? What brings joy? And we sit there for an hour, hour and a half, and we rest, and we cease, and we feast, and we enjoy. About two hours later, we go sit downstairs together in the quiet, in the dark. We might read a little bit, listen to some classical music. About an hour later, we get up, we get in the car and we go for a drive. We might drive to Kirk's grave in New Sharon. We might drive around the lake. Just look at creation, the beauty of creation. Then we come home. At six o'clock, I call my mom and my dad every Sunday. And at 6.30, we have popcorn. <laughs> every Sunday. We look forward to our time. Now, I'm asking you, the, the, this, is, this, is, this is unique to each of us. You and your friends, you and your roommates, you and family, how, how would you do this? So my request would be, uh, slide number eight, is that you just try, envision and prepare for and enjoy a different kind of a, a, a Sabbath day. Let's talk about the winds. So it, it might not be Sunday. You, you, what's best in your family, your life, your work schedule? But I'm just asking you to consider being, being consistent in it. Choosing consistent times. If you have a family, ask other people, what, what is good and well for you? What would bring life to you? What helps you rest? What helps you be embraced? What helps you be encouraged? But you want to be intentional. Listen to me, you know this. Nothing of spiritual substance happens quickly. True? It happens over time. So I told you my sin for 12 and a half years, never, ever, ever embraced Sabbath. And we came to Iowa, and over some period of years, it took a while, we started with a few hours a day on, us, on the Sundays, if we could. A few hours, and we slowly 
kept bringing more practices and more actions that fit the late life stage we were in. And now, the, listen, I can't say this enough. The favorite time of our week is when the garage door goes up and I drive into our house. We look forward to times to cease, to rest, to embrace, and to feast. Now let me put my prophet's hat on and I'll quit. I'm going to be a little pointed here. I've been trying to say this carefully for about 10 years, and, and I get emails, and people say, you're just getting too old, and I recognize I am. However, I also want to keep saying to you, we have to be so careful about this. So I, I, can, just, I can just watch. I can imagine at home. I can imagine the auditorium. When I start to do this and talk about this, the resistance, I can just feel it coming at me. But may I say this with all love and due respect, the number of people with mental illness, with all kinds of emotional diseases, is not decreasing. I think there's a direct correlation to this. So, can't get rid of your, you can't get rid of it. We, we need this. This is life in America. But what I am suggesting is one day a week or three hours a week or whatever you can do, whatever you can do, you turn it off and you rest and you cease and you embrace and you feast. But you've got to be careful of this thing. You, know all, you all know this stuff. Everything you do is being tracked. Everything you purchase is being followed. Algorithms run your life. Whatever you're interested in, algorithms are bringing you back. Our mental capacities are shrinking. Our minds are losing their ability to think. We can't hold linear thoughts, and we just keep following our phones. Go to a restaurant. Yeah, <laughs> Corny says, yeah. No, don't hear I'm not saying. You need them but one day a week. You pick the day. You pick the time. Enjoy your Sabbath. Amen? Okay, now, how are we going to segue out of here now? If you want to, you have any questions or concerns about what I said today, you can address those to Allie. Let me just play with you now. We're going to sing a, an old hymn next called Take Time to Be Holy. And I want you to think it through in light of Sabbath. So, Jim, can you put the words up for that hymn? Is that okay? Just look at the, Take time to be holy. Speak off with thy Lord. I want, I want to put all these words in the context of your day, your Sabbath day, whenever that is. Is it possible? Go back to Jim Mac 1. Take time. Find time in your week to be holy, to be set apart, to be different, to be loved and to be loving. Speak off. Jesus' prayer, Lord's prayer. Speak off with the Lord. Abide in him always. We've talked about that all through the fruit of the Spirit. This morning, Deuteronomy 5, Exodus 20. Just feed on his word. 
Make friends with God's children. What happens on your Sabbath day? You find people, a friend, a coworker, a family member who just needs some encouragement, who just needs to be loved, who just needs to be told they're special. How about help those who are weak? I'm reading some stuff about uh, senior saints through COVID. And those of us who are here who are relatively young, um, perhaps no, but perhaps don't. COVID is absolutely destroying our oldest, oldest people. Our senior, senior saints are so lonely. And if you're confined to a care facility and you have no interaction with people, it is killing our, our 70 to 90-year-olds. Are there ways we can reach out to those who are desperately needing encouragement and blessing? Single moms, widows, widowers, how can, forgetting in nothing, his blessings to seek, take time to be holy. The world rushes on. So much time in speaker with Jesus. Cease, rest, word, prayer. By looking to Jesus, like him you will be. Thy friends, our friends, and how we live, live will see Jesus in us. Take time to be holy. Let him be your guide. One day a week, just shut it down and cease and embrace and feast and rest and say, Lord, what do you want from me? What would you give from me? What can I receive from you? I want to be open. Be my guide. Don't run before him, whatever beside. In joy or in sorrow, keep following the Lord. Look into Jesus. Trust in his word. So we're going to sing that song now. Now, the interesting thing about this song, this is not a vertical song. We're not singing this to the Lord. We're singing to each other. This is meant to be an encouragement to each other. And I want to frame it around Sabbath. So whatever works for you in your life, in your schedule, could you find a time, a set time? Start with just a couple hours. Start with something small. But could you move toward the opportunity to have a 24-hour period that is ceasing and resting and embracing and a good gift. Amen? Let me pray for us. Lord, we thank you that you long for us to join you in Sabbath rest. And so we, as we sing a song, would somehow the words be embedded deep in our hearts? As Alan prayed, may something different be implanted in us today because for some reason you called us here together in worship. Would you, in the quiet of your own heart, ask the Lord for some application? What could you do this week for the next two weeks to create a time of resting and ceasing and embracing and feasting? Could you ask the Lord, what could you do? Lord, remind us of this good gift. You long to give us rest. Help us to receive the gift, to open the package, and to enjoy it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.